bow your heads with me, Father, I've been in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're grateful. We're so thankful for the privilege you blessed us with to come together one more time on this beautiful afternoon. I would pray, Father, if it be your will, that you would just allow your peace, the understanding, Father, that only can come through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rain down on us. Lord, it seems like each and every day of our life the pressures grow greater. And it seems like many times, Father, so many people that we know that are of the faith continue, Father, to wane and waver. And Lord, I would pray tonight that you would pour down grace and strength and peace upon each of us. Lord, may your might, may your power, may your goodness and your love, may your hand of healing, God, put upon us the understanding that we need so desperately this day and time and in knowing, Father, that you're in control. Lord, we see so many times that there's so many things we read in the paper, see on the television, listen on the radio, where this whole world seems to be collapsing around us, Father, almost like sand in a hole. And, Father, I would just ask, if it be your will, that you would just continue to keep us as believers strong and steadfast. And, Lord, if you will, and it's your will, Father, redeem those whom are lost. And bring forth righteousness in the life, God, of those who believe. Thank you again, Lord, for the privilege that you honor and bless us with tonight. Just to have this precious word that we can tonight hold in our hands. Thank you, Father, for loving us and thank you for saving us. Thank you for leading, guiding, and blessing us as only you can and do. We give you praise and glory for it all. For we ask it all, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, I'd ask you to turn with me to the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, I'm going to be in chapter number 5. Mark chapter 5, I'll be beginning in verse 25. Very familiar verses. You've heard of this story many times in Sunday school and in church. You've heard preached many times. You've heard many lessons on it, I'm sure. But it brings back a new point as I studied through it. To me, and I trust it will, through God's grace as well unto you tonight in hearing it, about how reliant we must be upon God. You know, we can go through our entire life if we choose and never look up to see where the rain comes from. We can go through our entire lives if we choose and never let anyone around us know that we love them. We can go through our entire lives if we choose to seek the world for the things that we ourselves have a desire of. And still, when the end comes, we'll find that we leave this world with absolutely nothing except death, hell, and the grave. There's one thing that I learned several years ago was how eternal life is. How eternal life is. You know, we think and we preach and we teach as Christians daily about eternal life. But you know, eternal life is not limited to the Christian. It's limited to all mankind. And I imagine many of you probably have never thought of it 
just that way. But you see, every one of us as humans, we're born with a spirit within us, a soul. And that soul will spend eternity somewhere all through the existence of time. From the day you were born and then forever with no end. Eternity is a long, long, long time. Many people, I believe, and I've seen from experience, praying beside of many a bedside, seem to feel like it's okay to live the majority of their lives in their years until they're well up maybe into the years or at a situation where there's a crisis in their life regarding their health before they decide that maybe, maybe, just maybe, they need to call upon God. And you know, when I say that, I say it with regret. And I say it with a heavy heart. What I want to share with you tonight is surely about a woman that had a very special need that she was completely sure that only God, through His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, could resolve in her life. If we look at verse 25, we begin, "...and a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched His garment. For she said, If I may touch His clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in Himself that virtue had gone out of Him, turning Him about in the press, and said, Who touched My clothes? And His disciples said unto Him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched Me? And He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before Him, and told Him all the truth. In verse 34, And He said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. May God tonight bless the reading of His Word. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through verse 34, I've just read in your hearing. If we look through these verses, we see several reasons that a healing took place in this woman's life. The most primary reason being, this woman surely was a woman of faith. She wasn't a woman of faith in the things around her. She had already been to the doctors. She had tried them. The Scripture tells us that she had tried the doctors to the point where she had become poor. And she had no relief. There was no change in her condition or there was no change in her plague. If we look at uh, verse 25, the first one I've read, it speaks that she's had this issue for 12 years. Now, if we stop and think, that may not seem like long to you, but I'll assure you, any of us that are facing any kind of a physical crisis in our life, 12 years surely spins like an eternity, doesn't it? One day sometimes seems like a month, and sometimes a week seems like 10 years. 
if we're in pain and we have situations in our life that we go to bed to, and we also, the next morning, we wake up to the same situation. If we look at verse 27, it says, And when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind, meaning the word press here translated could mean the crowd, for there was many there as they pressed one to another, behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Now, if we stop there for just a moment, I want you to have understanding of this woman's faith. This woman not only knew and believed by faith that she could be set free of her plague, of her illness, or issue of blood through her presence with the Lord Jesus Christ, but she also knew even beyond that His power radiated even from Himself. I know in our life, we sometimes seem to always want to be around those that seem to be in the limelight. Now, what I mean by that, if I break it down, uh, sometimes uh, some of you may look on television and watch certain programs because you may like a certain actor or actress. Uh, you may be someone that you've seen acting in the movies or in pictures uh, or here speaking on the radio for many years, maybe some even since you were children. And every time you know that person's going to be on a movie or starring in a movie, you're always wanting to watch them and see their performance. And, you know, sometimes we kind of look at those people and look at them in a very special, in a very extra special way, don't we? Because we see them and all the great things they do, and we kind of in some way, a small portion of us, wants to look and say, you know, I'd like to be like him, or I'd like to be a little bit like him or her. You know, today's modern time, we call that being a role model. Someone that the younger people or someone that anyone could look up to and look at them and say, I would like to be like them because I appreciate the way they live or I appreciate how they are. But I want you to know, beloved, tonight there is very few role models left in this world that we can draw unto. There's very few people that we can seek and we can look and find in this world today, beloved, that are in this world, you hear me, that are in this world that we will ever find any peace and comfort from, for without Jesus Christ, we'll never have that peace or comfort. You know, looking through some of the magazines, maybe some like we have around, you'll find pictures and you'll find articles about different people and their lives. You see, what this woman, this lady with this issue of blood knew was that by faith she believed that her Lord named Jesus Christ. She called Him here by name, it says in the verse. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched His garment. It says in the latter verse here, For she said, If I may touch but His clothes, I shall be whole. You see, she was asking for nothing except the opportunity to be near where her faith was centered. So many times in our lives, in our modern churches, beloved, we seem to find it to be a discomfort many times to have to get ready to go to our church, 
to be ready for Sunday school or church on time, to be ready to have an opportunity to help someone that has a certain need. Maybe the opportunity even sometimes where God blesses us with, where we can maybe help someone go to a doctor or fulfill a doctor's visit at a certain time or a certain day. You see, I think so many times we look at people that we know that everyone else looks to, and for some reason we seem to raise them up on a pedestal. But you see, this woman was not looking for anything except for Jesus. And you know, I really believe, and I want to focus on this in this message tonight, I really believe with all my heart, unless our world and our nation comes back and focuses on Jesus, the issue of blood will be so minor and it will continue way more than the 12 years in our country. I think so many times our people, as long as we prosper, as long as we have clean clothes on our back, as long as we have plenty of food on our table, as long as we have our checks coming in and our bank accounts where we can make it through another pay period, it seems like sometimes, many times, most times I should say, that even the Christian believers of today's modern time are satisfied with their relationship with God. All I can say and add to that is God help us. You see, if there's ever a time, beloved, we need to be near God, it's right now. There's never been a greater day to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ than it is right this very moment. You know, when things go on at work in my life or things may go on at other areas of my life or even in ministry, uh, the one I turn to always first is our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to present it to Him. I want to present Him the need, beloved, that I have in my heart or the needs in someone else's heart in life. Why? Because I know my Lord in heaven can. And I say that tonight and I stand on the faith that God has given me the measure of. So many times I think we always are looking uh, for things. This, this lady, it, you know, it clearly mentions here in verse 26 that she sought after the physicians to help her with this issue of blood for 12 years or more. And to the point where she had spent everything where she had nothing. She had nothing. And you know what? If you're living your life tonight, may I add, and you're living it without Jesus Christ being the one whom you come to, and the one whom's garment you cling to, and the one whom you know can heal, and the one whom can strengthen you, the one who can raise you up, beloved, I want you to know tonight you are living your life without anything but this old sin-cursed world. And I would pray that you would turn unto God and turn unto Jesus Christ for help. She says in verse 29, after having touched his clothes, and straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up, we understand by the word fountain that surely she had a severe bleeding problem, didn't she, in her life, whatever the need was. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. I want to stop there and, and speak on that for just a moment. You see, not only did this woman have a strong faith, but this woman also claimed what the healing was. Amen? She also claimed what the healing was that was given unto her. Not only did she know where the source of the healing came from, beloved, she also knew where she needed to give the praise and the glory to God for. So many times I think we find ourselves 
looking around all around us and around our homes and around our families and friends and trying to pick out one that will help us the most and never stop many times and take a moment to look up and say, God, would you help me? Would you please, Lord, intervene in my need and the desire that I have tonight in my heart? And yet we still continue to wonder why and will God help us? And yet we've turned our back on Him. We've turned our back on God in our schools. We've turned our back on God in many of our medical clinics through the abortions. We've turned our back on God through the same-sex relationships that are rampant all over this country we call the United States of America. We've turned our back on God because of the very lack of relationship that us and our nation have today with God. God forgive us, I pray. It says in verse 32, And he being Christ looked around about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, it came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Beloved, I want to share this with you. Every time that I prayed and asked God to touch or heal or perform a miracle in my life or someone else's life, I've always prayed not for what I had prayed for, but for rather the will of a righteous and a mighty God to be fulfilled. The will of a righteous and a mighty God to be fulfilled. You see, there's no greater desire, there's no greater purpose and no greater will than God's will for you and for me. Jesus had known after she had touched His garment, He knew that something had gone forth from Him. He knew that through the power of His heavenly Father that the healing that this woman needed had left His body and she had just touched the hem of His garment. There's some of us in this place tonight. There's some that we meet each day in our life, beloved, that I could share this very few verses with and they would laugh me until the point that they'd want me to leave. And I'm being honest. And I want you to know also, there are those people that I know in my life in other areas of ministry in different areas of the world where they would give their entire life just to have a copy of God's Word in their hand. They would give everything that they have, everything that they have to have a copy of God's Word that they could open, they could read, and they could study, and they could pray just by holding the very book in their hands. You know, I had a letter not too many weeks ago from a pastor friend in another country. And this pastor friend, he asked me if I would just share with him and send to him as many audio Bibles as possible so he could share those with the people around his area. And the first thing I mentioned to him was this, with the, all the copies of audio Bibles that I have, they're all in English, and they would have to be translated. And this man was so happy because he said, don't worry about the translation because we'll trust the Holy Spirit for that. And you know, when he said that, beloved, I have received goosebumps on my body because that man knew that he knew that he knew what he had desire of for his people as a pastor. And you know, we have pastors, beloved, in our churches, and I judge not one, that have never taken a moment to visit the elderly in a rest-assisted living facility or anywhere else maybe. 
Some maybe haven't seen their own families in many years. Some maybe that don't even visit the sick or the elderly like I've heard from some pastors recently. I don't understand that. Not for a moment do I understand that. Neither for a moment do I condone that because surely if a woman or a man has a heart for God, they should be sharing the love of God one to another. There should be no disguise in that. There should be no hindrance in that. I'll share you this and I close. And Jesus said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Jesus didn't say, give it six months and come see me again, like my doctor would tell me, or your doctor may speak to you. Jesus said to go, to go and be whole and be free of that plague. You see, for Jesus to speak those words, He knew without any question, beloved, that He was working with a woman that had been healed by faith. You know, I hear people a lot of times, you can turn your television on, and I say this, and it shames my heart, that after you hear someone asking for money to help their ministry, you'll then learn that you can send a few extra dollars and get a prayer cloth or send a little bit of extra money and maybe get something else. That maybe if you do it exactly the way the instructions are given, you can find a healing on it. I want you to know I serve a God tonight, beloved, that doesn't need a prayer cloth to heal me. I serve a God tonight that doesn't even need a pastor to heal me. Do you hear me? I serve a God tonight that doesn't need anything tonight except to know that by faith I desire to be made whole, just as this woman with this issue of blood that we read of. You see, we need a direct relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And I trust and I pray with all of my heart, as I prayed today many times for each of you, that one day in heaven, when we're all absent from this body, that I'll be able to see your smiling faces and you'll know that you have completely known that it was good to be in the presence of the Lord. So many times, you see, in this day and time, we have so many things that will please our flesh. And we have so many things that sometimes will make us satisfied and make us happy with everything that we have. But you know, I want you to know, and please hear me if you hear nothing else tonight in this message. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you'll live eternally, but you'll live in damnation in hell. And you'll live in a place of torment, eternal torment, where there'll be wailing and weeping and gnashing of teeth, the Word declares. So many times I think we look and think of our God as being such a loving God that our God would not allow that to happen to us. Or wouldn't allow it to happen to our families or loved ones. Beloved, I want you to know tonight, God would never allow that to happen to you. You've allowed it to happen unto yourself. Because you've never trusted only on the one and only living God. If that's you tonight, as we close and we have this time of prayer and invitation, I would pray that you would ask the Lord God to save your soul and forgive you. There's nothing any more important you will ever do this day, tomorrow, or any day in your life than to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. There's nothing any more important. Surely in this day and time, God waits to hear from you. Would you bow your heads? Father, we're grateful and we're so thankful for the privilege and opportunity that you have allotted us here tonight to come together just one more time.
I would pray, Father, for all those in this place tonight in this meeting. I would pray, Father, if it be your will, that you would touch and bless each one in a very special and a very anointed way. But, Lord, my heart's heavy tonight, surely for our nation, for this world, Father, but, Father, even more so than that, for those whom around me are lost. I would pray, Father, that you would touch and draw them unto you, bring them forth peace and comfort, God, not of anything that any of us have deserved, but surely, God, through your grace and through your everlasting mercy, may, God, you redeem them, redeem them as you redeemed us one day, Father, as we cried out unto you. Father, we're thankful tonight for this blessed word that you've given us to share. We're thankful, God, tonight for knowing the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, just as the woman with this issue of blood we read about, Lord, tonight would you touch and would you bless, and Father God, would you heal those whom have the faith to believe within your will, that may your will be done in their hearts and lives. I thank you, God, for what you've already done. And, Father God, what you continue to do. God, may you be praised and always glorified is my deepest prayer. Love you tonight, Lord, and I thank you for loving us first. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you, Father, tonight for the sweet presence of the Holy Ghost. God, may you be praised. I ask and I pray it all. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.